into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to Moonbeam City. It is the AfterBuzz TV Moonbeam City After Show. I am one of your hosts, the Internet Soapbox, Mark Donica, joined always by Mr. Greg Goodness. Mr. Greg Goodness. Yo, yo. How the hell are you? I'm getting my funk on. This, I mean, we can't we can't put over Nightclub as much as we can. Uh, and if you haven't bought the soundtrack, you better do it. Hello to everybody joining us live for this review of Stuntstravaganza. It's a mouthful, that title. With a Z, even. Stuntstravaganza. We'll get there, though. We'll get through it. We're we'll getting through it. We gotta do it. We gotta do it, because these are for our boys. Uh, two huge things. That this, this episode was about Dazzle and Rad, Chrysalis and Pizzazz kind of took a back seat in very good supporting roles of each, but this this was mostly about Dazzle and his father, Razzle. The father-son connection. That Cats we... in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. And Little Boy Blue and the Man on the Moon. Etc. Et when cetera. you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. <laughs> Beautiful. But Beautiful. we'll be together then. We'll yeah, again. don't quiz me on this. I know the lyrics to Silver Spoon. G- Whatever. Don't quiz me. A little karaoke drunkenness. <laughs> uh, Razzle Novak, of course, played by the incomparable Adam West. Oh, oh, fantastic. Like, just a voice made for animation. And a voice made for neon-soaked animation. You know, I didn't initially see it. Like, I heard mm-hmm. that, and I said... I- Okay, I'm a fan of Adam West and his general works, and I've seen him on Family Guy, or mm. rather, I've heard him on Family Guy, Fair. and I'm a huge fan of his work on Family Guy, but I wasn't sure it was going to translate, and it totally did, in a weird, weird way. This was uh, similar to, when he's allowed to be silly, he really takes advantage of it, no matter how old he is, bless his heart, because uh, he, he did a part on the Fairly Odd Parents back in the day where he played Catman, where it was just essentially a highly, an even more cartoony version of, of his 60s Batman, and even more like a cat. Hey, he's just a silly man. So to see him take this role and really just kind of run with it, just fun. Well, as we were talking about earlier, not even just seeing him as a stuntman or, again, hearing him. I keep mm-hmm. confusing all of my senses. Well, seeing, seeing Razzle as yes, a stuntman. as a stuntman and then pairing the voice with it totally works. I totally got on board. But then you had actually pointed out that once he turned into, spoiler alert... Turned into a ghost by the end of the episode, he was really ghosting it. He up. went full ghost. It was just, they were in the booth. They're like Adam, you're a ghost at this point, and he was like, I mean, okay, so should I talk? No, 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 you're a ghost. So just ghost it up, and he got really spooky. Yeah, some people would Ooh. use vocal effects for that. Adam West just is like, no, I'm just gonna be a ghost now. With all due respect, Adam West is a vocal effect. For God's sake, <laughs> the man is a bloody genius, and and this role, un- hopefully, we'll see the ghost of Razzle return because now that they've opened that door. 
there's there's a chance that we'll see him again unless he just haunts Mooniversal Studios. But uh, so so the main let, let's start with Dazzle's storyline. Mm-hmm. We learned that or we started to learn in the bowling episode with the strike visualizations that anything that's really related to him and his childhood mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is he's just there undying nothing else matters and it's him and he remembers the pure love of being a child in that moment and it or was pure horror or depending pure horror. on what situation you're in but it, 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 it when he's reminded of his childhood is when he feels I guess the most alive because he's we see we've seen him as a child and what has sort of evolved into him as a man uh but now his seeing him younger and trying to aspire to be his dad and like his dad and he just no matter what he says it was it's a very funny scene where it's like no matter he he just thought it was too dangerous for me he's like you can do dangerous stuff anywhere but here I just don't want you to embarrass me in front of my friends uh, he loved me so no, no matter what if it's something with his child and, and and especially with his dad he's got an undying love and respect and those rose colored glasses to go with it to go back and say like oh no this was great and I but of course then we lead up to the tragic him screwing up the stunt and then messing it up. So I think it was a pretty fair and balanced approach to his past. A little delusional as his classic uh, Dazzle style, but eh, it is what it is. And we kind of learned where he got his reckless nature because his dad was a stuntman and he always wanted to be a stuntman with the with trying to learn the quintuple flip and split. Yeah, the quintip- yeah. quintuple <laughs> flip and split. There you go. Uh, the show starts with a race from Dazzle and Rad mm-hmm. uh, through the historic food cart district, which I thought was a funny little sight gag. Uh, but that start, Dazzle tries to win it by pulling off that trick. He ends up going on a an excursion to see his father ever since the faithful day when he messed up that trick oh so many years ago. But... Uh, Quick side note, no Dazzle way. as a child, great job on making him look especially sort of whiny and pathetic. Yeah, and and just that little bit of just that little bit of childhood like double chin. Yeah, the little childhood chub. The early early teen chub. That's can be taken. We're body shaming the heck out of a. Well, no, that's. I mean, it's it, once you when you're not grown into your body entirely, you got a little bit more there. It happens. It's natural. It's natural. Don't cry. It's perfectly fine. So, uh, in trying to learn this trick, uh, they're at the stuntman bar. Mm-hmm. Dazzle says, Dad, you have to teach me the tr- the thing. It's like, no, not the quintuple flip and split. I don't care what criminal you're trying to catch. It's like, no, it's just because I've, I I want to I messed up the trick and I want to get it right so I can get a better parking space. Excellent. You know that dumber the reason uh, the... The, the exact, more you need to do the it. The more you need to do it. That is the stuntman credo. And uh, so knowing that mentality, a lot of Dazzle's actions seem to become a little bit more clear. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was just a fun way to propel us forward through this episode. The mm-hmm. idea that we're going to have this complete 180 flip from where Dazzle's dad is saying, no, 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 we can't do this, we can't do this, dude. All right, you know what? Everyone get on board because this thing that we said we weren't going to do, we're going to be doing now. And I think that's very classic sort of moonbeam logic, I guess we could call it at this point, that we live in a world where the impossible becomes possible 
on a, f- on a split win. second flip coin toss. You get the metaphor I, that I'm going for. <laughs> Logic's kind of the best word that we can use, but it probably doesn't apply entirely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so at the... We go from a turn of I have no son to I'm dedicating today's show to my son, <laughs> Dazzle. And and then a subsequent death. Mm-hmm. Kitch Legstrong. Now, hmm. what a weird name. Like, Even in the world of Moonbeam City, what a bizarre, bizarre name. Yeah, like Kitch works. Legstrong is just like... I, I think they took the list of rad naming off the blues artists and going, all right, what else do we have and what can we use for fill-in characters? Like Can- strong. No, but you know what? As a stunt man, I totally believe it. I believe that in the Moonbeam City world, there is a long lineage of stunt men with the name Legstrong. That'll work. You would have to have strong legs as a stunt man, I would imagine. I haven't performed a lot of stunts in my day, but I would imagine that they require some sort of technical skill, some sort of body training. Leg strong. It works. It does. It works, dang it. You need a strong base and a strong core, and that requires leg strength. I can... You, you sold me on it. You, you switched <laughs> it for me. After... I, it's so hard that they're Razzle and Dazzle, and then their grandfather's named Frazzle. So talking about them the right way. Uh, after Razzle uh, gets seemingly killed... We it's, it's, think it's an accident, but the fire isn't green. It's not that faux ire. Mm-hmm. It's the fi ire. <laughs> so, the the way that they play with language in this is is just stupid, but the best kind of stupid. Oh yeah, intelligent stupidity. We uh we get to see we get to see uh, Chrysalis go undercover as a stunt man in an excellent reveal sight gag of big muscular body, tiny Chrysalis head with a mustache and a trucker hat. <laughs> Chrysalis trying to be manly might be my one of my new favorite like side jokes. And and I or trying to be a man. Right. And it it worked so wonderfully just hearing she went full hog with it. It wasn't like Dazzle, come on. It was like, nope, this is my job. I have to do it. Uh talking about murder boners and She's dedicated to her gig, man. <laughs> that, That's that... part of what being a cop is, is going undercover and pretending that you're a stunt man. And the, the the cover being literally the cover being blown and her disguise being ripped off and she's covered in one giant tape deck and just microphones. <laughs> At least fifty to sixty microphones all over her body. That was a really funny reveal. <laughs> I I got a laugh out loud moment out of that. And it was just like this is normal. This is a regular thing. I'm so I'm sorry I lied. Which is such <laughs> a chrysalis <laughs> lie. But but not even the delivery was so perfect too. It's that it's that nonchalant delivery that we've seen from different characters where it's I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I like so deadpan, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry. honest. It's the raw brutality of the emotion behind it that gets me. I flip. I I love this show. It's so ridiculous, and it it's it's really getting into the. I gotta watch that show again to see what I missed. Territory, especially mm-hmm. with last week's episode, I did end up watching CopCon again mm-hmm. and saw so much more and laughed so, laughed so much more. Anything spring to mind? Those things that you caught on the second viewing? I mean, the the a couple more of the the restaurant foods and some some of the booths in the back. Uh, we I mean. Well, actually, while we're talking about Chrysalis, we did get we did get to see her more in action as a police 
officer as opposed to just somebody who works in the back because they were playing good cop, bad cop, or bad cop, worst cop. Mm -hmm. And she was really getting into it. Yeah. And then now it's like, no, I'll be the one that goes undercover. Though I figure Dazzle's the one that made her do it. But (laughs) she was still like, no, this is my duty. I'm trying to be a cop. and, And she's sticking to it. But despite all of the silliness with the apology, she's not letting that change who she is. Yeah. And that's that's pretty damn great. We're seeing a strong female protagonist come mm-hmm. out of this. Whereas I think, it, personally, one of my worries when I first saw the show is I thought, oh, well, Chrysalis, she's going to be this sort of ancillary side character. Doesn't get to do anything. Total buzzkill on everything. And she is a buzzkill in many respects. But, man, we've seen her come into her own yeah. and really be an integral part of the team. Not just be a straightforward cop, but be someone that is funny and enjoyable to watch in the show Mm -hmm. and not just like oh you boys getting up to trouble like she is someone who like I said I got a genuine laugh out loud moment out of her with the microphones I'm sorry I lied like that's so funny she's so funny (laughs) the the thing with Chrysalis is she's kind of like the uh, the poop joke uh, at the end of the Crime Stoppers episode, where they just kept going and going and going, but over the course of several episodes. So with her, we got uh, we got, we got to know her slowly, 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 and 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 who she is. So when she does have a line like this, mm-hmm. it's genuine. We believe her and we laugh because she knows she's telling one hundred percent the truth. That is such a weird metaphor it that is, you just attributed. Chrysalis is like the poop joke. It's like Rad's it. poop joke. Like tasting poop I'm and sure liking it. I'm sure that the writers love that association. Dude, we're good That's for box quotes. That's the character quotes. development. We're good for box quotes. Mark, you know that we're good for box quotes. Please give us a call. Uh, we got we to gotta get to Rad. So oh, while God, Dazzle yeah. has an undying love and respect for Razzle and his childhood, Rad has a deepening pool of no self-respect. And he's Shame. easily hateable. So shame. much shame Why? that shame. he is unabashed about. That he is just—he has no sense of what he should and shouldn't say. No, yeah, he has no filter. Especially like spine flex. What is this? All right, so your spine can move the the other way towards my lap. She's so like, can be what? friends. You could lie. It's so easy to lie, Rad. Or you could just not speak. That was the entire the, the entire rich person episode. It was just like, Rad, shut your mouth. That is, you know what? That's funny though, because now we're seeing that this is part of who Rad is. Is that he has the inability to just shut his mouth when he needs to. It might be him looking up to Dazzle. And, like, Dazzle always has the right thing to say, so maybe if I keep talking, sometimes I might say the right thing. And it's never that. It's never that. Eventually, I'm going to get there. I'm going to dig myself out of this hole. But he never does. This time, he literally goes deeper into a hole. And that is the parking lot. Barely climbs out. He just he lo- he doesn't have his his ticket to pay for parking. Mm-hmm. And instead of paying the thirty dollar fee, which is steep to be fair, uh, he runs away. Ends up destroying the valid eight machine. Uh, assist assist android and assist assist bot. Whatever. One of the parking <laughs> attendant attend bot. Whatever. The yeah. parking attendant robot chases him. Ends up costing a lot more. He he. Uh, and this is where Pizzazz comes in. He's right behind. Rad trying to get out. Um, no, don't do that. Nobody's ever come back. You heard him tell, tell him that, right? I did. Whatever. He doesn't. And <laughs> nobody has any respect for Rad whatsoever. And I don't think he deserves it yet. 
I'm still waiting for Radisad. We'll get there. We'll definitely get there. The, uh, yeah, just a quick side note here. The denizens of P-174. The weird zombie, like, tent city. Yeah. yeah, the little parking cone guys. Oh, my God. This is a weird society that's formed down there. Rad always gravitating towards the weirdos of society. And even in Moonbeam City, these weird subcultures that yeah. exist. Ugh, so strange. Everywhere so creepy. and anywhere. Uh, we didn't even mention that Rad won the race with Dazzle, which is why... De- well, I mean, we did. But uh, he he took it like the biggest, big... Like, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened in my life. And then when they're trying to get in the elevator, it's like, I'm sorry, there's no room for more than one douchebag on the elevator. Are you calling yourself a douchebag? No, no, damn it! I honestly, I did feel bad. We had one win. Rad had one win against Dazzle. And immediately immediately falls on his face. And in the later incarnation of walking back to his car, puts his forehead through his own passenger side window. All it takes is two steps. Uh, Rad, poor Rad. Just... He he's a constant sea of entertainment and comedy because one of the one of the rules of comedy I've said it before I'll say it again is a uh, down on his luck shrub, schlub who cannot win. So when he does win, you have to knock him down even further, and that's that's why the rad character works so well. And Will Forte is just perfect as rad and developing so just falling into that role not only have i noticed it in this episode especially his voice being able to register that sort of nasally complainy just real whiny and the animation team is clearly upping his facial expressions to like match that too the animation especially this episode has just been getting better and bolder and weirder weirder definitely uh de- the the sight gags come quick 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 but it's super solid the the car split at the end just to knock kitchen into the wall come back together and no evidence of a split whatsoever that's what we like to call 80 schlock but it's perfect uh any final words about sunstravaganza ah oh, god only sissies touch each other i don't know why that was uh weird to me the r.i.p thing was a nice yeah touch. Well, it's like gravestone running into the brick wall and then it cuts to the back you see two gravestones that say r.i.p they burst mm-hmm. through them drench nook is a <laughs> expression that i Instead feel needs to splash come back. zone yeah and also i think there was a burt reynolds poster in the background or a burt reynolds billboard in the background of the establishing shot of razzle's garage we gotta look back at that i'd have to look back on it but there was some i really want to go back and zoom in and figure out exactly what that billboard was but it was very weird and very 80s so moonbeam city is a show that keeps getting endlessly rewatchable the further you get into the season and where i mean it's it's just a good show more people are watching it's getting picked up it's getting more popular Mm -hmm. and thank you all uh for joining us a quick reminder we are doing a contest we're giving away a copy of the moonbeam city soundtrack on a digital basis so we're doing uh itunes reviews go to itunes we are on itunes if you're watching us on youtunes youtunes youtube we are on itunes leave us a review a write down a review more than just stars so that we can see your name and once we get 10 hopefully before the end of the season we will give away a copy of the soundtrack quick shout out to the people really who have, quick Ooh, yeah go for it no no, no really oh, quick oh really quick on me alright yes. really quick shout out to the people who have already done it TNO821 just saying fans of Moonbeam City need to listen to this podcast what 
Thank you. We broom. appreciate that. Broom, broom. Joe Mama, nineteen sixty nine. Really, but Good. also great. Good on you, Joe Mama. Good year. S- says I'm a big fan of Afterbuzz and listen about twenty shows a week. Damn. Good on you. But this one is in the top five. Oh man, he wants to see more, or she wants to see more of the fire department, which are copies of the Moonbeam City cast. Sizzle and just just throwing out there. Never thought they'd have a discussion about dolphin penises on a show. But we did it! Thank we, we did, did it! it! Nailed it. Uh, and a quick note, apparently Paul F. Tompkins was uh, Kitch Legstrong. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. And then uh, Nick Fundy was another background character. Excellent comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Moonbeam City After Show here on After Buzz TV. Mr. Greg Goodness, put yourself over. You can find me on the tweets at Greg Goodness. And also, going to take my time to say one last really quick shout out to Decao underscore J for commenting on the YouTube pages. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And thank you for the people who are joining us live. We did have a bit of a conversation. Uh, quick show tonight. Uh, Dude things. Uh, We'll be back next week for the last show, at least in this current run, and then there's another break, and then we'll be back again. Uh, Please, leave your comments, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at SoapboxMark, doing a whole bunch of stuff here at AfterBuzz at our sister network Popcorn Talk. Follow me there to find out more, and we'll see you at the Moonbeam Bay. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.